With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. This is Jay Kokorowski. Of course, we're brought to you by Bucky's Fifth Quarter, your free website, your free home for all Wisconsin Badgers news, notes, and analysis. Again, I am Jay Kokorowski. We got a big show coming up. We got two coming up in the next 24 to 48 hours, okay? So what we're going to do is first lead off with, we're going to talk with Alc James, defensive end for the Wisconsin Badgers, and a great conversation with him, and we're also kind of doing the simulcast thing that we did with the Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza. You'll hear the Polish rifle Scott Wesniewski on, uh, along with me ta- asking Alec James just what, you know, his draft process. And then we're going to transition into Garrett Dooley, and I'll introduce that package, uh, that conversation that I just had maybe 20 minutes ago uh, for your viewing pleasure. Uh, more, more or less, less listening pleasure is probably the best way to say it. Uh, but without further ado, here is Alec James on Bucky's fifth podcast welcome back everybody to another edition of bucky's fifth podcast and also the kielbasa king sports extravaganza we're going to play this interview uh, on both podcasts which are both of course brought to you by bucky's fifth quarter this week it is nfl draft weekend upcoming folks and we are right now it's a wednesday evening and we're really fortunate he made some time for us during a very busy Time in his life, we have Wisconsin Badgers defensive lineman Alec James with us here on our shows. Alec, how busy has it been? How's the training been? I mean, just it must be it's a crazy time for you right now, you know, just days away from finding out what's going to happen with your NFL future. Yeah, it's um, it's been real exciting. <clears throat> a lot of people talk about how stressful this time is and how busy it is, but um, to be honest, it's a blessing to be in this opportunity. Not many people get to experience this. So um, for me, since pro day, it's been, just been a lot of tra- training, eating right, taking care of my body and things like that. So it's been not too bad. So let me ask you, because I, we've heard so many different stories about, you know, different teams contacting different players every year this time of year. Um, are, are there any uh, teams that, that you've reached out to or that have reached out to, I should say, uh, of note? And, and have there been any interesting, you know, off the, the football field conversations? Because sometimes they ask questions that have nothing to do with football. Is there anything that kind of stands out that any of the teams have asked you yet? Um, no, nothing too crazy. Um, a lot of the kind of off the field questions I got down at the Shrine game uh, was just a lot of teams asking about any off the field issues and things like that. And um, that's something that I've never had had to deal with. I've always kind of kept my head on the right path and kind of just done my own thing. So luckily I've never gotten in any trouble. I was going to say with that too, like which, which teams, I mean, obviously you worked out in front of 32 NFL organizations on pro day back on March 14th, had a pretty good day. I must say 4.75 second, 40 yard dash, a 4.39 20 yard shuttle, which I'm looking at the, you know, 
defensive lineman in the combine, you would have placed tied for third in that category amongst linemen. And then, you know, seven seconds for a three cone drill and a and big uh, 26 reps on the bench press. Uh, I mean, not a bad pro day, I would say at all uh, on your part, my good man. Thank but, you. Uh, but when it comes to, uh, I mean, you know, you worked out for those teams there, uh, but did you, have you had any, any other type of training with those teams, uh, you know, in terms of personal workouts or, or, or flying out somewhere or driving somewhere? Have you, have any, any NFL teams been in contact with you that way? Um, so no, I've just kind of been talking to them over the phone, um, answering any questions they have when they call and things like that. I haven't had any workouts or visits. Gotcha. I gotcha. But I mean, with training, you know, I, I know you're back in the Milwaukee area and Waukesha training next level has been big for you. Uh, and, and I know like you've, uh, just knowing the, the history behind next level. Yeah. You know, how have, you know, Brad Arnett and, and that team really helped prepare you for pro day and for, you know, what's going to lie ahead in the NFL. Oh, he's done, he's done an amazing, amazing job. Um, kind of, if I would, if I wish I knew, or if I knew about him more um, back when I was in high school or kind of just in the off periods of college, I definitely would have went to the next level and got some training. And, but um, he's done a great job with me. He's helped me in a lot of mobility and strengthening things. And uh, without him, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And I think he's, that's probably the, the best part of this whole process has been meeting him and kind of getting close with him. Alex, you look at your career at Wisconsin, look at your career at Madison. Uh, second team, all Big Ten last year. Um, honorable mention the year before, three-time academic all Big Ten, which is so hard to do when you're, when you're as involved as, as you are with your schedule with football. But what sta- what are some of the moments that stand out that you that when you walk away from, from Madison, you move into the next level that will always stay with you as, as a member of the Badgers? Um, I would say probably three different things. Uh, the first, just the first and last time running out of the tunnel, um, were kind of the biggest things for me. I still remember how emotional it was both times. Um, and kind of that unexplainable feeling. The second would probably be us winning the cotton bowl and just seeing all the confetti fall. Um, once that confetti fell, it was just kind of like slow motion, a real surreal moment. And it just, you know, all that work that's been going on all year from, winter conditioning and spring ball to summer conditioning and summer or fall camp and things like that. Kind of seeing it all come into fruition with the confetti falling was very, very special. And then the last thing would probably be the three-time academic All-Big Ten. Uh, that was real important to me coming into college was just making sure I stayed on track academically. You're here with Alec James here on Bucky's Fifth Podcast, the Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza. Of course, brought to you by Bucky's Fifth Podcast where, you know, with, when you have the journey that you've had where, you know, the coaching changes and uh, just you guys fighting through adversity, is there something that, you know, what does it mean to have, you know, you being part of this class? It's one of the, you know, the winningest class in school history. Oh, it's a special group. I mean, these are all guys that a lot of them I came in with in 2013 and a lot of the guys that played their true freshman year, like Sheehy, um, when he was a freshman. So, uh, it's a lot of guys that we've been through so much and we'll definitely stay in contact in the future. And it's more of just a brotherhood. I mean, guys say that all the time, but that's really what it is with us. And I think that's kind of the biggest reason we had success as a senior class. Well, I have a question for you, Alec. When you assess yourself and you assess your skill set and the things that you're going to bring to the next level, 
if I were a general manager and you know for an NFL team and let's forget about the stats and the video if you were going to tell me what your biggest attribute what do you bring to my team what what do you think that attribute would be um, so for me I would say the biggest thing for me is just the ability to be coached um, you see a lot of guys who they always want to make the big play or they don't they think they know more than the coach and you see all these egos and things but one thing that I learned playing in our defense at Wisconsin is you've got to do your job and trust the guys around you. If you the one time you try to be selfish is when the defense gets hurt and we get scored on. Or, you know, we play, we were a top, I don't know, I think three defense every year I was there in the nation. So um, just that, that humbleness and that willing to be coached and apply any type of coaching would be probably my biggest attribute. When it comes to, you know, with those teams too, I know you mentioned after pro day talking to us, us reporters about just, you know, where they're looking to put, you know, talking to you, like I think at the East West Shrine game. And then uh, in general talking about maybe, you know, a four, three D end, a three, four outside linebacker, three, four end, a defensive end. Have teams, you know, when you've talked to them over the phone, have they talked to you about where they see you and, in kind of film work in terms of where they, is that where they're still looking at yet? Or is that, has anything changed there? Yeah, it kind of just depends on the team. Uh, like I said, 4-3 defensive end, 3-4 um, outside linebacker to where I could set the edge on run and then bump in and pass rush on the inside during passing downs. and um, That kind of helps just me be versatile and kind of be able to be applied to different teams. I'm here with Alec James here on Bucky's Fifth Podcast, the Kobasa King Sports Extravaganza, brought to you by Bucky's Fifth Quarter. It's you know what what does it mean when you also you know we're talking about this team you know just uh, you're you know being from the you know Milwaukee area playing at Brookfield East I know we've joked with you and Chikwe Obashi about the Brookfield Central Brookfield East rivalry but uh, what what does it mean to be an in-state kid and then now you're you know you're on the doorstep of, of finding out your professional football future. Um, it's re- it's real special just kind of the journey that I've gone through. Um. And, you know, this is something I've thought about since I was a kid, and a lot of guys have. And just finally being at this time to where it's it's kind of my time that, to have the opportunity to chase this dream and see if I can make it work. So you, we talked a little off the air about this, but I just kind of share with us any plans. I, I know you said you had some low-key plans for the draft. You're going to hang out with family. But if you want to just let, let our listeners know what you're going to be doing in the next, I don't know, three to four days. Yeah, so I'll uh, head down to Cedar Falls, Iowa, on Friday after I work out with uh, Brad and a couple other guys. Um, then I'll just head down to Cedar Falls, Iowa, hang out with my family, and enjoy quality time with them while while I can. And then Alec, too. I mean, you know, looking ahead for this team coming up 2018. I mean, what are your expectations on a broad level? For for this team, there I know a lot of offensive starters are returning. T.J. Edwards is coming back mm-hmm. an inside linebacker. Uh, broadly, before I talk about before I ask about the defensive line uh, that you know you're seeing now, you know Olive Sangapolu kind of take the reins as a leader. Uh, but more broadly for this team, what are your expectations for them to carry on this winning tradition that you guys have really propelled this this program to recently? Um, I mean, I. I firmly believe that they're in good hands with leaders like TJ Edwards and Michael Dieter. Um, and they'll, I, I have high expectations for them and I think they can fulfill every, everybody's expectations. 
they got a great team and a great head coach and a great program like everyone's seen the past years. So uh, it'll definitely be a fun season. It'll be interesting to watch. Oh, go ahead, Scotty. Go ahead. I was going to say, the now looking at the defensive line, you know, I talked to Olive a, a little bit during spring. I talked to, you know, Garrett and Isaiah a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, what what are your expectations for that line? And, you know, with that depth, I mean, with you and Connor and Chikwe, you guys played, if I'm not mistaken, about, you know, almost 160 games uh, and just almost, you know, in quite a few starts uh, among that as well. What, you know, what do you see or who do you see stepping up, you know, not just those three, but who do you see behind them in like a Craig Howe, Aaron Vopel, David Pfaff, uh, Keldrick Preston, uh, Preston, even, you know, the true freshman Bryson Williams, if if you've had a chance to see him here and there, you know, what, you know, what do you see out of that defensive line and, and who could step up to provide more depth in that rotation? Um, as far as the young guys, I think um, they all are going to have to compete. I think that they have a good, it's a good group that has a lot of experience playing against, obviously, our O-line, who's one of the best O-lines in the country. So that's going to help them a lot, and they have to make sure to rely on that every day in practice. And they just got to keep listening to Coach Noakes. He, in my opinion, is the best defensive line coach in the nation, and he'll definitely get them ready. Uh, as for specific guys, I think they all got a chance to compete. And they just got to keep listening to Olive. I'm, I'm really excited to watch Olive play this year just because it's a guy who doesn't really give much credit playing, um, playing nose guard. But he's also one of those guys who's always putting in work when no one's watching. He's always doing the right thing, always taking care of himself. And um, I'm excited to see how the senior year goes. So, Alec, I know that obviously the players that are leaving, especially when they've had such accomplished careers as you, they always remember the team stuff and their teammates, and that's great. But aside from the on the field and the football related stuff, what are a couple of things you're going to miss most about Mattis? Um, the scholarship check. <laughs> that's probably the biggest thing. That was that was always nice collecting once a month. But um, other than that, um, a lot of it is just the football the football aspect, to be honest, just the brotherhood of the locker room, the locker room stories and conversations and things like that is probably what I'm going to miss the most. Um, I I actually drove to Madison today and just kind of how, how nice the campus looks. I'll miss kind of riding around that every day on a moped, but um, now it's time for the next phase of life. With that, okay, another question about Madison. What's your, what, what's been your favorite restaurant at to go your go-to restaurant Ooh. in Madison? Man, um, I don't know. I was kind of, I kind of liked anywhere, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong with a lot of places in Madison, like Dottie Dumplings, if you oh. want to. I just got a bison burger from there or Wings Over if I'm looking for wings. Um, roast over on State Street, pretty much anywhere is good. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dottie's is the place to go for burgers, I tell you, man. Like, I've taken, I think, countless people there. I recommended it. And they, oh, yeah, that's they the all go-to come. spot. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, and Wings Over Madison, too. I My work's right over there. I We take care of that right off, right, you know, like, anytime, a Friday, <laughs> I need a cheat day for my workouts, my diet. Yeah, oh, I'm headed perfect. straight there. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, now, when it comes to, too, with, you know, also, I know, you know it's been well established. You love the movie Shazam, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and, oh, Kazam! Oh, Kazam! Oh my gosh, Kazam! I'm sorry. <laughs> See, okay. now, I'm surprised you didn't <laughs> hang up on me in there. I apologize on that, Alec. No worries. Uh, how could you get that, Jake? How could you get that wrong, man? I know. I know. I've known <laughs> Alec for how many years? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 
But, uh, but <laughs> I mean, are you, are you along those lines? Are you, you know, what can you tell just the fans, like just how that grew and, and, and what inspired it? What, why do you love that movie? And, and did you want, maybe, maybe for punishment, maybe I, I need to watch that movie. Maybe not in punishment, but I need to see <laughs> that movie. But how did that grow? How did everything grow for your love of this movie? Um, yeah. So growing up, um, I was always like, I've always watched basketball and football and different sports. And I always liked Shaquille O'Neal just cause how funny I thought he was. And he wasn't just a basketball player. He was also an entertainer. And it was just always cool to see his antics and everything like that. And then, um, when I saw the movie, I, as a kid, I loved it just cause, you know, as a kid, you always think about three wishes and things like that. And he was a, he was a genie. So um, just Shaq grand wishes was, was a great thing in my mind as a kid. <laughs> and, uh, there's, there's one scene where I remember as a kid, I thought this was the best, like one of the best scenes in the movie where the kid wishes for, for it to rain junk food and it just rains junk food all over the place. And I thought that was, that was so cool. <laughs> you know, as a side note. So in addition to the fact that I also enjoyed that movie, I, People still get on my case today because I think Shaq Diesel, the album, the rap album, was oh, yeah. really good. Like I, I thought it was really good because of the collaborations, but people still give me a hard time because I'll still rock that album. Oh, yeah. No, I, I still do, too. He's got a lot of great songs. Uh, the Biological Father one, that one's good, and he's, mm-hmm. he's got some good songs. I'm he was like a multifaceted. Like he was actor- Obviously, star athlete, musician. I mean, in the early and mid '90s, Shaq he had it going on. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of why why I looked up to him. I'm just looking up. Yeah, he's. I'm, at, I'm honestly right now looking up. Yeah, Shaq Diesel. It was platinum. It went platinum. That's yep. crazy. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yes. Okay. You know what? Where was I? I, I should have been. I, I need. I should have listened to that now. I guess that's what I'll be doing. Exactly. And now apparently uh, last year he released a diss track aimed at LeVar Ball. So uh, he has not given that yeah, up. Yeah, he did. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> he still gets in the booth. He's a, He actually does DJs now. I heard he DJed at the Super Bowl, one of the Super Bowl parties. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, last this past Super Bowl. <laughs> He's um, got his hand in everything. That, that's awesome. Um, before we let you go, too, I wanted to ask real quick, East Rush Shrine Game, you had a chance to play with Natrell Jamerson, you got to play with Leon Jacobs, and also on that, you were on the same field and, and part of that convoy that helped Natrell run 68 yards for that fumble recovery early in that game for a touchdown. How was that experience overall down in St. Pete? Uh, it was really cool. I kind of didn't know what to expect heading, heading down there. Um, I know Dar played in it the year before, so I got a chance to talk to him a little bit and kind of get his experience, but... Overall, it was, it was a real good time, and I didn't realize how much that they impact the community, and how much they do for uh, the community in the Shriners Hospital. So that was that was a real, real fun experience. And anyone who gets a chance to play there, I suggest they do it. And, and did you get? By the way, throughout this entire process, I you know it, I know you said it, you're, you're fortunate to be part of this process, but did you? I mean, have you reached out to any former Badgers about this experience? I know you know in terms of just the draft, the preparation, everything leading up to this. Yeah, so uh, I've talked to TJ and Dari and other guys, uh, Corey, just kind of how their process went last year and how they dealt with certain things and if they the questions they had and. Pretty much any any knowledge I can soak up, soak up, soak up from them, um, I do as much as I can. 
Once again, big thanks to Alec James for making some time on new, you know, the NFL draft Eve. And, you know, the big thing too, you know, you guys heard a little bit of the technical difficulty towards the end of his last answer there. We had to cut the interview by about two minutes just because that audio was a little discernible. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. Apologies for that, but you know, nothing you guys didn't miss too much there. I did ask him to see if he could recite a line from Kazam or if he could potentially uh, give a lyric from one of Shaq Diesel's albums. And uh, uh, we did not get one, but uh, anyways, great talking with Alec and you'll, then now uh, we're going to be getting to Garrett Dooley in just a second. But what I wanted to do is just let you guys know what's coming up for Bucky's fifth quarter and Bucky's fifth podcast. Now with the podcast, Owen Reese and I are going to also have one dropping probably mid morning to early afternoon tomorrow uh, to discuss the NFL draft and where we, you know, where we think the Badgers will be going. We have, you have a full list of questions out there. Thank you guys for giving your mailbag, uh, getting the, the mailbag out there. And so we'll, we'll talk more about that coming up. Uh, so we'll give our projections on where the Badgers will land. And Owen already did that on Bucky's fifth quarter in a written article. So that, uh, so check that one out, check out our scouting reports of, of each potential Badger draftee or potential NFL, uh, you know, either undrafted free agent or rookie camp participant. So we have tons of, you guys will be surprised as how much, we, we pushed out also check back our f- previous episodes jack sitchy natrell jamerson austin ramish Derek tyndall we've talked to those players and now we have alec james and garrett dooley with us too so uh be sure to check that out um without further ado though let's get to garrett dooley outside linebacker talking about his journey to the nfl what he's been up to since wisconsin's win over miami in the orange bowl and uh, great again another great conversation with a former badger here on Bucky's fifth podcast. We've talked with a bunch of former Wisconsin Badgers lately, you know, Austin Ramish, Natrell Jamerson, Jack Sitchi, Derek Tyndall. Uh, this episode, we're going to have Alec James and our next guest on, it is Garrett Dooley, outside linebacker for, like I said, your Wisconsin Badgers. And Garrett, how's everything going uh, heading into draft weekend? Everything's great. You know, just trying to stay calm and collected and just, Enjoy the ride, enjoy the moment, and I'm excited for what's going to happen next. I know, and it's uh, we're excited for you. And I mean, it's you've you've had quite the busy. I mean, your last game as a Badger, you guys go out on top in a 34-24 win over Miami in that Orange Bowl down in Miami. And where did you go after that? What what was the what happens after the win? And where do you go? Where do you train? How how does the whole process go for you? Um, well, I, actually, after that game, I decided to stay an extra day with the family and celebrate, celebrate a New Year's down in Miami, so it was a lot of fun. I uh, just got to blow off some steam a little bit, just kind of let everything soak in, and um, the next day, New Year's Day, I flew out to Dallas, and I trained down at uh, Michael Johnson Performance Center in Dallas for about two months, and uh, loved it there. It was it was a great experience, and I really appreciate everything the guys did down there for me, and um, just tried to get ready for the combine pro day, all that kind of stuff. So it was cool. I was going to say, I mean, when it comes to, I mean, I know we've talked before with other former Badgers in years past about it, but how much different is the, the combine training compared to the normal training that you've experienced during like winter or summer conditioning? I mean, it's really much more based on drills, right? Where you're, you're training more for drills, you know, along with that positional work, you know, that you'll see during pro days or during the combine, like you're at, 
later on, but there's a lot of that drill work that you have, right? Yeah, and I think I think the thing that uh, separates um, the training for the combine than uh, training for you know football practice or whatever is that you're basically training to be a track athlete, and um, you know you're just learning running techniques, uh, how to get out of cuts uh, whenever you're running like the the shuttles, that kind of stuff. And so I think you just kind of have to shift your focus over to okay, I'm preparing to go run as fast as I can, jump as high as I can, you know, just like stuff that you would see at a, at a track meet. Um, you're not, you're not preparing for a team that you're going to play or anything like that. Um, I mean, at the combine, one of the shorter, uh, I mean, you have 30 minutes of position drills, uh, that they run you through. And so it's a very small portion of, uh, football oriented drills. And so, uh, for those couple of months, you're basically training to be a a track star and you know i never i never ran track as a kid so it was definitely new for me yeah no i never ran track either and that's because i just hated running uh personally but that's just my <laughs> uh preference there and we're here with garrett dooley wisconsin badgers outside linebacker here on bucky's fifth podcast i'm looking you know i mean obviously the training paid off you know great combine workout great pro day looking what we had here you know uh you and during pro day Wisconsin recorded you at 4.62 seconds in the 40-yard dash. You put up 21 reps at bench in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, you ran a 428 20-yard uh, shuttle and a seven-second three-cone drill along with, you know, obviously other measurables there. I mean, how do you feel that you did during your, your those two performances? I mean, everything looks really solid. And, uh, I mean, what have you heard on feedback about that? Um, you know, I thought it went well. Uh, obviously, after the combine, I was a little disappointed in my uh, my 40 times, um, but it was uh, it was a completely different atmosphere there. Um, it's you, you never know what to expect until you finally get up to the tape and you're looking down that 40 yard stretch. And it it looks it looks to be about 100 yards, and uh, you know it, it basically is like a, a giant um, shadow that's cast over you. Like you know everything goes silent, everything feels dark around you. It's it's very high high pressure and very stressful situation. Um, so I think being able to uh, kind of get that out of the way, go to the pro day and just be in a, a place where you've been for four and a half years, you know, everyone there and it's just a lot more comfortable. Um, I think that's kind of what helped me uh, just keep my head a little bit more and uh, help me run a little bit better. So, um, but I think everything went well and it's once again, it's all my, all my things goes out to the guys down in Dallas who help me prepare for, for those two days. And so, um, you know, I, I thought everything went according to plan and, uh, just got to go from there pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, on top of that too, you had the senior bowl and I mean, Owen Reese from Bucky's fifth quarter had a chance to interview you, uh, back then in, in January. How was that? And mm-hmm. I mean, how much different was it, you know, like what goes into that type of senior bowl work? Cause you know, we've seen, you know, you know, you were there with Troy Fumagalli and then you know, talking to Natrell and Alec James, you know, they're both down for the East West shrine game a week earlier down in the Tampa St. Pete area. Just you know, what type of process do you go through that week where obviously everyone sees the game on the NFL network on that Saturday, but you guys are there much earlier in that week going through either getting your hands, you know, measured where you, you know, from what I heard from remember Joe Schobert telling us like, you're almost in like a, mm-hmm. like a meat market type thing where the execs are looking at you, you know, and whatnot. And then you go out there and then you have to practice. I mean, how, how was that type of experience for you there down in mobile? Yeah. You know, um, the first, 
the first day when I got there was definitely a little overwhelming. Uh, but taking all your measurements, um, how long your arms are, how big your hands are, that kind of stuff. And then once you figure, uh, find or get through all of that kind of stuff, then it's basically a free for all in the hotel with scouts, coaches, whoever that wants to interview you. And, um, you know, all, all 32 teams have the same questions that they want to ask you. And it's, it's kind of like the basic interviews that they got to go over with you. And, uh, so it gets a little, a little tedious at first, um, for the first couple of days. And then you kind of get into more detailed interviews with them. And that's when it kind of starts to, uh, pick up a little bit. Um, and then, uh, you're not doing any sort of football practices the first couple of days. And so once you finally get to practice on that third day, you kind of get into a flow a little bit and things are seeming a little bit more familiar just because you're getting back to what you're used to doing. And uh, so once you kind of get into the groove a little bit, uh, ends up being a, a, a good week. Uh, it was a great experience and I was happy to be there. Um, and it was cool being able to have players on your team that you're uh, competing with rather than competing against that were on other teams that you played against uh, during the season, like Ohio State, Purdue, Michigan. So it was definitely cool having those guys on my side of the ball. I was going to say with that too, did you have like you talk, establishing those bonds or talking to those players? Like, were there anyone that really stood out that you kind of got, got to know a little bit better when you were down there? Um, you know, it was just, there was, it was a lot of, a lot of things going on. Uh, they, the practices were very high paced and, um, you know, there's so much that they try to fit into a two hour schedule. And so you're running around basically the whole time and, um, went through a lot of different drills, whether it's the outside or inside linebacker. And, um, you you don't get to go against a lot of the same guys over and over again. Um, and so, uh, it was, there's, there was definitely some, some freaks on the defensive side of the ball. You know, there was a bunch of guys, a bunch of D linemen from state there, a couple of guys from Ohio state there, and they were all really good players. And, uh, so I got to see what they were made of. Um, and then got to go against a lot of good offensive players too. But, um, it was, it was just very, uh, very high paced and very fast. It was a little bit different than what we were used to. Gotcha. And we're here with Garrett Dooley here on Bucky's fifth podcast. And, you know, looking, ahead talking about fast paced and, and, and going, you know, after pro day and whatnot, how's your schedule been in terms of workouts or visits? Uh, I, I know that uh, talking to Natrell and then talking to Jack, you guys made a day trip up to green Bay for a visit to visit mm-hmm. the Packers. Uh, how's your schedule been since pro day? Um, honestly, it's, it's not filled enough. Uh, you know, you have you have a couple workouts with teams. Uh, I speak to some of them on the phone, that kind of stuff. But other than that, besides you know getting your two hours worth of lifting and and training, and uh, the day is is very long that you got to fill it with uh, whatever you can to try try to pass the time. Um, not not having football practices and meetings and that kind of stuff, you you kind of realize how much you miss it because uh, you know you get bored a lot. So. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to what's coming next so that I can get back to playing football because I miss it. And this is my first time not having any football during this time since high school. So it was a little weird, and uh, I'm just looking forward to getting back to that. So you're saying you miss spring ball? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> Uh, no, that's awesome. Um, I mean, you know, we're talking with Garrett Dooley, uh, second team, all big 10 by the coaches, third team, all big 10 by the media last year, uh, led the team in sacks, 
uh, you know, in a big senior season for the Wisconsin Badgers, uh, you know, with those teams, may we ask, you know, which teams have you have you worked out for? Which teams have you visited for? Which teams have you talked to over the phone? Um, I mean, I've talked to pretty much every team. Um, had a couple workouts, uh, obviously Green Bay being one of them. Uh, had one with the Lions, that kind of stuff. So uh, it's kind of hard to get a gauge on which teams are the most interested. You know, they all um, they all want to try to recruit you for just in case if you end up being an undrafted free agent and you get to decide where you want to go. Um, so uh, you never know what's going to happen uh, for these next three days. But uh, um, it's definitely been a great experience, but I'm looking forward to it being over. Uh, just looking forward to finding out where I'm going to be spending uh, the next, hopefully, a uh, few years of my life. Um, so that's that's something that I'm just looking forward to right now. Yeah, I was going to say, where, where are teams like projecting you? Like, where from what you've been, from who you've talked to, or not? Is there a particular position, particular type of defense that they're envisioning you to play at all at the next level? Uh, honestly, it's different for every team. Um, I've heard anywhere from you know playing what I played in college at three four outside linebacker to I think I heard one team uh had me possibly playing a four three defensive end. Uh so that was definitely interesting. But you know, um but I think one of my greatest strengths is that I'm a very versatile player and uh I came in as an inside linebacker, played a lot as an outside and I think that I have the the smarts, the characteristics to play anywhere on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, I think that's one of my strengths and it just depends on what team I go to and where they want me to, to fill in at. So um it's it's going to be a surprise to me as well and you know garrett we're you know i guess you know i know you're you're back home right now and you know uh that and that is in uh, rochester illinois but when it what are you going to miss about most about you know we asked jack this we asked alec this just a little bit ago um when it comes to just have you know madison as a whole what are you going to miss most about it you know i think i think it's got to be game day and the fans um i mean it's been madison's been voted uh best college game day um for a number number of years for a reason uh it's it's an incredible experience and there's going to be nothing like playing at camp randall uh that's something that i'm definitely going to miss and i cherished my last game at, at camp randall this past season against michigan um and it was definitely uh a great send-off but I'm definitely going to, I'm for sure going to miss playing at Camp Randall. There's nothing like it. Uh, favorite restaurant that you're going to miss? Uh, that's hard. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think, I think the Great Dane is uh, really good there. Um, Nitty Gritty is really good. Basically any place that has really good cheese curds. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Spoken like a true Wisconsinite there. Uh, yep. And when it, when it comes to, you know, looking ahead for this team, you know, and I've asked some Badgers this and that are, you know, now heading to the NFL or in pursuing their dreams at the professional level. But looking at this class uh, coming up, you know, for Wisconsin when it comes to this 2018 team, what are your impressions? Like, what are your expectations? And I'm sure they're high just based off of, you know, what you're leaving behind and just the winning legacy. You guys, you know, your class was the winningest class in school history. Uh, what are your expectations, mm-hmm. though, for this 2018 class with, you know, seven starters having to be replaced along with two to three contributors on that end? Uh, what do you expect from this team in 2018? 
Um, I expect them to be extremely dominant running the football. Uh, they've got three, excuse me, four, um, if you include the freshman All-American O-lineman coming back. And that is, that's something you never hear of, um, the fact that they were all able to stay intact uh, this past offseason and that they're all coming back for this next year. So they have a very, very dominant offensive line that's going to, I think, just roll over defenses uh, next season. And, you know, I was able to witness that firsthand last year having to go against them. So uh, going against them every day definitely made me a better football player. Um, and then obviously you have Jonathan Taylor, absolute stud in the backfield. So um, I think that they're going to be able to open up a lot of things on the offense and it will allow the, the receivers and Hornybrook to basically just go out there and, and do what they do best. And that's just – uh, just go out there and eat. And so I think that this offense is going to be a force to be reckoned with next year. And I think that's one of my biggest expectations with the team. What about with, with in defense then? Uh, what do you expect out of, you know, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the outside linebackers in just a second, but overall, I mean, TJ Edwards returned for his fifth year. Uh, you have Ryan Conley, mm-hmm. who's also a fifth year senior at, on the inside. Uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, came along your, your position made at outside linebacker last year, especially towards the end of the season uh, with, with some uh, amazing plays with that, the pick six against Ohio state in the big 10 championship game. And uh, as well as that interception in the second quarter against Miami that helped, uh, you know, was kind of a spark uh, for that, you know, during that time of the game. But what do you expect out of the defense then uh, with, you know, replacing those, those players and really, you know, working to continue that, the precedent that you guys have set that, you know, Wisconsin is a defensive, not just known for its offense like it has been in the past, but also that defense is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, you know, I think being able to have guys who have a lot of experience under the belt with TJ and Ryan coming back in the middle is definitely huge. Um, and I think they're going to be able to run that defense and um, basically be the force of that defense along with Van Ginkle outside linebacker. And uh, I think it's definitely going to be very interesting to see what kind of young guys can step up this next season. Um, obviously losing three defensive backs, um, three defensive linemen. And so uh, that's that's definitely going to be um, a spot that I'm very interested to see who's going to step up and fill those shoes. I know there's a lot of players on that team who have the capabilities of doing that. And there's already people who stepped up in spring ball. So um, I think it, it, ha- it helps having guys with a lot of experience. Uh, Dakotas at safety can help. Um, the back end and uh, just basically take those guys under his wing. And so, you know, I think that this defense isn't going to skip a beat. Um, I know there was a lot of questions in the past when we were uh, having to fill a lot of spots. Um, And so I think that the defense is going to continue to roll and uh, I guarantee it's going to be another top 10 defense next season. And, and when it comes to outside linebackers, and we talked about Andrew Van Ginkle, what stands out about him uh, from your vantage point, you know, being a fellow outside linebacker, but also, you know, what what do you expect from guys like Zach Bond, who looked like they had a solid start to the spring before that, that foot uh, foot injury, you know, kept them out the, the last week and a half, the two weeks, and, and Tyler Johnson mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, Noah Burks, Arrington Farrar, who's, who's bounced around on the defense and now is on the outside. Um, you know, what do you expect from those guys, and, and who should fans, in your opinion, uh, be on the lookout for to, to watch uh, from this group besides uh, besides Andrew? Yeah, you know, um, obviously, Zach, uh, it hurts. Uh, it hurt losing him last year. We knew he was going to be a great player and was going to be able to um, contribute in a lot of places. And so hopefully he can stay healthy this next season. And we've, we've seen him make plays in the past. So 
um, I know that he's just going to continue to grow as a person, as a football player, as a leader. And so uh, hopefully he can stay on the football field because I know he's going to he's going to be a big part of that defense. Um, and, you know, Tyler was kind of an underdog, and he's definitely came a long way. And I think Coach Tibbs helped, helped out a lot with that. And so uh, Tyler's definitely someone who's going to be flying under the radar, but I could see him being a big part of that defense as well. Um, and, you know, it's going to be another season where there's going to be guys rotating at the outside backer spot, in my opinion. Um, I think there's a few guys on that uh, in that position who can contribute and make plays, so it's going to be cool to watch them. And then uh, before we let you go, uh, just a couple more quick questions for you, Garrett. Uh, favorite memory you have just with your, you know, either roommates or teammates off the field from your time in Madison? Off the field? Um Oh man, you know that's that's tough. Uh I might have to get back to you on that. That's it's that's all I'm good. struggling to, to think of a actual moment at this time. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. I'm sure there are plenty of them uh, in, in the bond that you guys have had. Uh, I, I remember. I mean, I remember Joe and among other Joe Ferguson among others always saying this how special the team was last year and, and just how there's that mm-hmm. uh, bond between everybody. Um, uh, so no worries on that. My last question then for you: What are you going to be doing for for draft weekend? Then it's uh, you know obviously a, a big time moment for you. Uh, and but where where do you foresee yourself uh, in terms of uh, your plans coming up? For the next few days, you know, I'm going to be very low key. Uh, I'm going golfing tomorrow to just kind of relax, have fun a little bit, keep my mind off things. Um, and then the last the last couple of days of the draft, um, pretty much just going to be relaxing with the family. I told my parents I didn't want to take days, and that I just wanted to um, just kind of chill at home and not really have. I didn't want to party or anything like that. I just wanted it to be just to be family um, and just kind of go from there and, and just watch uh, and see how it all pans out. Sounds good. No, no more tattoos for now, at least for a little bit, or, or, or you, are you <laughs> going to add on to the sleeve that you have or start a new one? Oh, uh, that's, that's a great question. Uh, you know, it, I've, I've told people this once you, once you get one, uh, I feel like it's an addiction and you just want to keep getting more. So, um, <laughs> I de- I'm definitely going to add on somewhere. I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would pull the trigger and go double sleeves. But uh, that's that's definitely a big commitment. Um, but I think at some point in my future, I'll, I'll end up getting more. I just I don't really know what at this time. All good, all good. Garrett, man, it's been great talking with you. Best of luck. Uh, I know Wisconsin Badger fans are excited. I mean, we're those that have covered you uh, on the beat for for how long as we uh, that we have, especially me, uh, since I basically started when you came to campus. Uh, it's been a you know, a pleasure covering you and seeing you grow and, and seeing you right, you know, right now on the doorstep of the NFL, uh, best of luck, man. And, and looking forward to seeing you at the next level. Hey, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. On that note, folks, we're going to end the show. Big thanks again to Garrett Dooley and Alec James for joining us tonight. And this will be published up in just a, I'm publishing it right now. So thank you guys all Big reminders, like us on Facebook for Bucky's Fifth Quarter. Like us or follow us on Twitter at B5Q. Follow me at JCocoB5Q. Uh, follow Reese Draft as well, R-I-E-S-E Draft. Uh, and like I said, coming up tomorrow, we're going to have an episode just talking about purely about the NFL draft, talk about our memories as, as kids. Uh, and, you know, we'll get into that. But also with this podcast, 
Follow us on iTunes. Follow us on Google Play. Tune in on the TuneIn app. Give us the opportunity for you guys, you know, to let your voices be heard. Give us feedback. Give us star ratings. We want to make this the most Badger-centric podcast that we can. So please listen in there. You guys are listening. We're seeing the numbers come in. We appreciate it. Feel free to, like I said, just keep giving that feedback. We want to make this your podcast and the best podcast out there for Wisconsin Badgers information. So coming up, I th- like I said, we're going to have the NFL Draft Talk. Uh, coming up uh, more, a little bit more insight, a little bit more projections with Owen Reese tomorrow. And then uh, next week we'll talk spring ball. We'll talk a few more, obviously recruiting basketball. We still haven't done a basketball recap from this past year, which I know probably some people don't want, uh, but we'll make that happen too, just because we need, we want to wrap that up and look ahead, especially with those that those basketball players that just signed uh, and, and potential transfers down the road. So uh, for everyone here at Bucky's Fifth Quarter, thank you so much. This has been Jay Kokorowski. We'll see you guys soon. Take care. Happy draft weekend approaching. Let's catch you guys next time on Bucky's Fifth Podcast. Thank you.